All right, everyone, big news today. Chris Lowe from ESPN is reporting that Pete Golding is going to be the new defensive coordinator at Ole Miss, and that is a significant announcement. I don't care what anybody says. There are going to be some people that are upset because the Alabama fan base is weird. There's a, there's a segment of them that is very anti-Pete Golding, including my own Jake Thomas from SEC After Dark. Um, but the reality of the situation is – you can't really jump into a very offensive system. They do not protect their defense. That's the whole thing. Pete Golding was the situation like Georgia. They have that kind of talent over there. But still, Pete Golding was able to put top 10 defenses on the field at Alabama. They were either ranked first, second, or third the whole time. He was out there. Good job. Great get for It means a lot because this is a top 10 offensive unit pretty consistently. There's skill players all over the field that are extremely talented. So you get to the point where if Ole Miss has a top 50, this Ole Miss team will be extremely hard to beat. And I think everybody that looks at the schedule will see that. And I think Pete Golding, with his recruiting at a much higher level than we think they will be. Also, right now, I imagine one of the most happy people out there is Suntarian Perkins. It came down between the Pete Golding recruiting um, for Alabama and going to Ole Miss, and he chose Ole Miss, but he really liked Pete. He mentioned Pete fondly. Um, now that relationship gets to be really, really used and put to the test. It, th this is absolutely an amazing hire. I think all Ole Miss fans should be very happy um, that this has gone down this way. Pete Golding's recruiting shops is very good. Since he has been at Alabama, Louisiana has opened up to the Crimson Tide and not necessarily been in LSU State. I, that Those chops might work a little bit more. I mean, we'll have to see how it works. We'll have to see what it does. But we'll, I, I'm really, really excited um, for what this defense can lead to. Now, let's get to the elephant in the room a little bit. Okay, everybody's talking about transfer portal and the, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, how slow it's been, how it's going different directions, how things are happening. And I think that's obvious because Chris Partridge was a good recruiter for the Ole Miss defense. They're just bar none. He, he just was a really good recruiter. And Tysheem Johnson, David Snigmanosin, um, Aishim Young, um, even players like Javante Jean-Baptiste had Chris Partridge's ties if it would have worked. With this not working, they're going to have to put the full-court press on Taishim, Aishim, and Davidson because there's a relationship there. Now, on the same standard, there's probably a recruiter, too, that is looking with a wearing eye to get into the transfer portal as quickly as possible to move over to Ole Miss. Now, remember on deadline day with the transfer portal, when we talk about that, it just means that a player has to get in the portal. The player has until the 1st or 2nd of February to actually enroll at Ole Miss. So whenever we talk about deadline day, it's, it's about interest, entrance into the portal. So you will see with this report from Chris Lowe and Bruce Feldman and all these guys that are pretty consistent leaders from Ole Miss, that gives people time to get into the portal if they want to move over. 
It's not, it's not a five-day thing. It's probably a 14 or 15-day thing, but they need to get in the portal before the 20s, before the 18th. Before Wednesday, they need to go into the portal. So that is the reason all of this is moving so quickly. That is the reason all of this is leaving because Mississippi State law says that a position has to be open for like 10 days. And that is upon the day that Chris Partridge leaves. So technically, you will not see that graphic announcing an assistant coach um, for 10 days. But in order for the portal to be maximized, they need to leak this. They need to get this out because they want people to get into the portal. And we will see exactly what that happens. Now, I'm not expecting game changers or anything like that. Okay? I'm not expecting anything crazy. I think the benefit that will happen with Pete Golding will happen starting now. Now, if some players move over, there's some depth issues that Ole Miss needs to have. If if Pete Golding wants to run a similar defense than he has in Alabama the last five years, Ole Miss pretty much needs a jack position. Ole Miss needs defensive linemen. So maybe a player gets into the portal that way. We'll, we'll see what happens with them. Um, Ole Miss needs a jack. Ole Miss needs that combination outside linebacker rush in to whenever you're in an either an over and under defense, they can do either role. I'm not going to compare a player to Will Anderson, but a Will Anderson type player. Not not as far as their talent, but as far as their built and stature. So we'll see what happens. Um, I know that Ole Miss offered last night either a 2025 or 2026 um, with the last name Otis. That that made the rounds a little bit. So we'll see. I imagine Ole Miss is going to try and do it. I mean, everybody tries to do it. When play, coaches leave, players leave. When coaches come in, players come in. That That's just the way this works. So we'll see exactly how Ole Miss plays this. But without a doubt, Ole Miss improved defensively today. And the rest of the conference should be very nervous because if Ole Miss improves defensively, that is the missing piece to this team. Offensively, they're fine. They have some problems in the red zone and some little things that go in here or there. But they're a talented offensive unit overall. With top 50 all-conference and Gatorade players of the year everywhere offensively. I mean, you have an all-SEC running back. You have the Gatorade National Player of the Year at quarterback. You have Trey Harris, who is an all-conference USA player. You've got Chris Marshall coming in, who is a former top 50 player. You've got Michael Trigg, who I think was a top 50 player coming in. You've got Caden Priestcorn, who was an all, now the conference, I'm saying conference American, all AAC guy um, coming in. You have weapons offensively. Now it's going to be time, and everything is going to go about building this defensive team. If Ole Miss is 30th, 31st, 40th, somewhere in that ballpark defensively, you're talking about a really good defensive team, as Jake Hall says. Honestly, if we just keep teams from scoring over 25 or 30, we will win. We would be so much better, yes. 
This offensive team is very much on the cusp of being a juggernaut. Defensively, they need to be a lot better. And I think this will get them there. Shane Robinson asks, I wonder what Perkins thinks. I think Perkins is on cloud nine today. Today was a very good day for Suntary and Perkins. Because he went to Ole Miss. He wanted to go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss won that recruitment. But the commitment and the relationship that was built with Pete Golden put pause in him. Ever since last Sunday, summer, he was able to do that. Now, you're going to see a defense get built around Suntary and Perkins. You're going to see him play a role to where they build it up and they kind of let him hunt a little bit. You're going to see him put on some weight. You're going to see him eventually be the guy on the outside that everybody is afraid of. The Suntarian Perkins hiring, absolutely through the moon. It's absolutely crazy. If we could score in the end zone, we would be our – I think he means in the red zone. Blake, Blake Gordon says that. Yes, that, that is absolutely true. But I think that is an issue of lack of a slot receiver and lack of a tight end towards the end of the season last year. I don't know if it's a schematic thing. I don't, people are going to think all the time – about how they can move forward. I do think in the red zone it gets a little compressed. You need a weapon at the tight end position, and you need a weapon at the slot receiver position. Jalen Robinson re-signing with the Grove Collective is actually a huge thing offensively. We're talking about slot receivers, and I've been talking about slot receivers. Having Robinson and Watkins back with a year inside this system is a big, big thing. Bama basketball, they're coming in. Thank you so much, guys. Yes, I think, honestly, this is probably time, and this helps both both sides because he is going to give Ole Miss exactly what Ole Miss needs, and Bama can go out and try and find another Kirby Smart because that's what they need. Um, do we know if Q is staying for sure? Yes. Um, he signed, he resigned with the Grove Collective. He's all in. He, he is, he's going to be back. Um, everybody that tried their stuff, he, he, he signed really quickly, ending everything. All the Bama fans are coming into the chat right now um, that were um, exciting, excited um, about this move as well because Bama is going, like I said, I think Bama's going mur- murder ball. I think that is the next phase to Alabama football. Their Tua, their Lane Kiffin, their offensive transformation, that was a big deal. I think next their defense is going to go back to that murder ball formula that they were so successful with and now Georgia is being successful with as well. This is a um this is a really big deal for them and um I'm honestly for Ole Miss. Aaron Cooper asked, do you think we change to more of a traditional four three or four a three four defense? Um, the answer is no, um, and that is because technically there's really one team in the country that has the athletes um, available to run an NFL-style 4-3 um, offense or 3-4, def- or 3-4 defense or 4-3 defense. I think you will see a semblance of a 3-3-5 or a 4-2-5 um, running over and over. Pete Golding is notoriously multiple defensing-wise. He's obviously gone to the Saban School. He's going to do a lot of stuff with that. You will see Ole Miss 
um, run something similar to that. Honestly, if you want to look at the Ole Miss defense, what Ole Miss did with Mike McIntyre in 2019 might be a nice roadmap for people that want to know exactly what it looks like. Um, Shane Robbins said, you said it before, a scheme that works with one – may not work at one school, may work with another. Yeah, it, it's – comparing Pete Golding to Kirby Smart with the change of the Alabama offense and everything that's going on, the explosiveness of the Alabama offense was the biggest weapon used against the Alabama defense um, because it it stresses it. It really does. So – you could have five stars all over the field and still just be a top 10 defense because the offense is putting the stress, the play volume, all of that stuff on football. Kirby protects his defense at all costs. No matter what they do offensively, that defense is protected. And Nick Saban is actually seeing that that can win in modern college football. That's the reason they're probably going to go back. Um, Bama Basketball says, both my cousin and... Um, graduated Ole Miss, and I respect the Rebels. Thank you very much. Um, obviously, we respect the Tide here, um, and we're not going to badmouth anything. And this is a big deal for Ole Miss. Now, offensively, Ole Miss, I don't know if Bill O'Brien going to Ole Miss would be viewed in the same way that Pete Golding is. But um, Pete Golding going to Ole Miss, defensively taking a, play, a coach from Alabama is a big deal at a school like Ole Miss. Ole Miss has a chance to be really good in the near future, this is a step in that direction. This is a step to filling all of the lower-level things that might have been going on. And there's not going to be an Ole Miss people in the world that are going to be like the Alabama fans that are complaining about something going on, the Tennessee game this year or even the Ole Miss game in 2020 you're not going to see that um, that Ole Miss fan come out of the woodwork. Now, you're going to see all Alabama fans cheering and jumping from the rafters about what's going on, about how this Georgia-type defense, the old Kirby Smart defense, might be making an appearance. Even a Jeremy Pruitt defense would be taken by the Alabama fans, but that also is going to be a sign that the offense is going to protect that defense. Um Bama basketball says Pete called a good game against Ole Miss. It just didn't fit Alabama's play style. And th that, is, that is true. I mean, whenever you build what Alabama was from 2008, 2009, um, 2010, that, those Alabamas, basically, if you just want to see that Alabamas, just watch Georgia this year. And all of a sudden that drops just a little bit. That is noticeable to them. All Ole Miss fans sees is a top 10 defense. All Alabamas are seeing is it's not as good as Kirby's defense. That's the difference. It's not a bad defensive coordinator. There's a reason Nick Saban wanted to re-sign him for three years. He's a super X's and O's guy and a magnificent recruiter. Um, but it can, be, it can be correct at both places. Bama fans, it could have been time for him to move on. At Ole Miss, it could have been an absolutely home run hire. I don't think this is going to be viewed as a step down um, for Pete Golding going to Ole Miss. I think this is going to be viewed as Pete Golding going out on his own. 
that that's the way I think this is going to be taken. This is going to be a major deal for Ole Miss. This is a big deal. And with four or five days left in the transfer portal, I think we all need to pay attention of who's getting in. And especially relationships that were developed during recruiting, either through a previous transfer or something that fits the Alabama style, something that can make the transition a little bit easier. Now, we've we've done three shows on Pete Colding and rumors about it. And we talked about Ole Miss running a 3-2-6. There is a lot of positions that Ole Miss is – is going to benefit from moving to that system to the Pete Gold system. Pete Golding system. You're going to see players like um, Josh Harris and Xavion Harris play in the middle. They're going to be that super nose guard. They're going to be the Mount Cody of this defense. But then JJ Pagish, you might see him move out to an end position. You might see another three pound, three hundred pounder, or a Cedric Johnson, or somebody like that. A a um. Jared Ivey play out on the other side of the field. Then at the jack position, maybe Cedric Johnson drops 10 pounds and plays that role. Maybe he plays the big guy on the outside. You, you have a Jeremiah Jean Patiste at middle linebacker. He fits the Bama mold of a linebacker. He is going to be a little bit of a thumper. He's going to be excellent run defense. Ole Miss needs to go out and find another one of those guys. That's the reason they tried to re-recruit Austin Key so hard. And please do not do that thing where if Austin Keys goes to Alabama or Auburn, I should say, that you poo-poo on what's going on and what's going on. Ole Miss absolutely wanted that kid to come back because he fits the role of a Pete Golden linebacker. The fit is there. So you'll see Ole Miss try to re-recruit players on rosters. Some young guys could step up, and you might see a transfer come in. But um, they're going to have to change personnel, but it's not going to be the large change that you're thinking of. If Ole Miss goes to a 3-3-5 or a 4-2-5, which that could happen, they have a lot of defensive backs on this roster. You, you might see the Ole Miss roster and the players go. The defensive backfield could be really good um, next year. Shane Robinson says, so Breedglove is back in the portal. Yes, that tells you it's a Partridge guy. He came back because of Partridge, and when Partridge left, um, he is getting back in the portal as well. The main player that I'm glad that is coming back, and I am so thankful is coming back, is Don, DeAndre Prince. That's the main one. That's going to be the anchor in that secondary with everything's going on. After that, we need to try and figure out who is going to stay from that Partridge room. Those players that are really, really good, who is staying there? That is my question defensively. Defensive line is going to happen. It's going to come. There's players all over the state. Um like Camarion up at Lake Cormorant. Pete Golding's on that. He was There's a relationship there. It's not coming in cold. You can come in and you can probably get momentum with Camarion Franklin. And players like that. Mississippi has seven or eight players that are four-star level or above. We know this staff likes to recruit nationally. I mean, they, they just committed a quarterback from Arizona. 
We'll see exactly how that goes. But this this is a big move for the Ole Miss Rebels. I'm very excited about this. Shane Robbins says, we appreciate everything you do, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you, Shane. I, hey, without you guys um, being here and doing this, there wouldn't be much sense in me doing stuff like that because we're all about, we're not about breaking news in this channel. If anybody says Stephen Willis said this or broke this, question that. We're all about commentary. We're all about perspectives. You know, we got Tom, we've got all these experts that come in that fill in the blank. And we want to make it to where you guys have a good time and we can talk about what is going on. Now, my experience in that building is a big, big deal. Honestly, not many people have that. And I use that, especially with that Lane Kiffin program. Because the reality of it is, since I worked for Ed Orgeron at Ole Miss, I recognize a lot of what Lane does. Everybody likes to say Lane copies Saban, and I'm sure he admires Saban and all of this, but a lot of what Lane Kiffin does is Pete Carroll. It is the same stuff that we um, were doing back when Ed Orgeron was here, and because of that, that honestly was my entrance into all of this, is being able to tell what was going on when everybody else was guessing. Yeah, just a thing. Anyway. We're going to get out of here. It's been in here for 23 minutes or something like that. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And this was supposed to be a day off. But we will live stream um, if I can, if we get any commits in the portal. I think Walker Howard might be supposed to be on campus tomorrow. Um, that's That would be a big get. We got John Garcia talking about him a little bit on a show that's going to release tomorrow morning. So I'm trying to program this, but also give you a ton of your time back, and I hope everybody is happy. But anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. We will be back the next time major news breaks. This has been a Locked On live stream. I'm Stephen Willis. This is Locked On on Miss. Uh, he's coming campus today, apparently. Okay, the, the timing I didn't know, but we have John Garcia's thoughts on that as well. But we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.